Welcome to a huge special edition of the Fantasy League podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Friends, and tonight I'm joined by a very special guest. Some thought he was missing, but, you know, he was once lost, but he's now found, and that is Jake Johansson. How are you, Yoey? Thanks, Jackson. Yeah, no, good to be here, mate. How are you? I'm very well indeed. And um, obviously you're up enjoying the sunny, uh, is it the Cairns you're up at the moment? Yeah, Cairns. So it's about 33 degrees, sun's out. It's beautiful weather for a uh, draft night when everyone flies up. Definitely. And in terms of fantasy, um, was that the decision behind going up to Cairns just to sort of have that little break before the season kicks off, get your mind fresh and ready? Yeah, it was a vacation for the first few weeks and then uh, high climatizing myself. So I'm just getting the body and minds uh, in check. Um, you know, and, and scouting a few recruits that I'm thinking about drafting. They, they've moved up here just to, you know, get that warmer weather training in uh, in the off-season. Yeah, and you much talked about often copied spreadsheet as, you know, being debated heavily over the last few weeks and people are wondering if that's going to be made available to the public this year. Are you currently working on that while you're up in the sunny state, kicking back and joining a couple of pina coladas poolside? Um, the spreadsheet will be on draft night. Um, whether or not I will take it as literal as previously, um, that remains to be seen. But, yeah, it will definitely be uh, making an appearance for draft night and, you know, for the future with trades. Yeah, and I was in bed the other night and I, I couldn't sleep and I was sort of thinking about what's brought Yoey's downfall. And you obviously in the second season made a final, which you lost to Chad. You come out the next year and clean sweep the league, winning, winning our third season. But since then, you've really dropped off. And I just wanted to put it to you, your spreadsheet come at the start of season four. Is there a direct correlation between the spreadsheet and your decline as a fantasy manager? Um, I can't say it was a direct correlation, but um, look, it, it is there for, um, for a theory. Um, I do want to make clear, though, I have made two grand finals. So obviously the uh, premiership uh, medallion or ring, as we're all getting this year, um, that kind of goes away with the Sacco Bowl. So I've got something to prove to come to make, uh, to make three, three grand finals, hopefully this year being the third and uh, going, going the one step further and winning it again and joining Gabe as a champ champ. Yeah. And you mentioned there that winning the Sacco Bowl almost takes away everything that you have achieved. Do you still um, consider yourself as that dominant force in the league or is that Sacco Bowl really put you on the back foot and, you know, you don't really have much of a leg to stand on when you are copying heat from league members. Well, I think if I only won that grand final with you, then yeah, maybe. But I've I've, I've been to two grand finals. I've uh, I've seen it all. I've I've made a grand final. I've lost one to Chad. Um, I've won one, and I've also become Sacco. So I have been through it all. So I feel like I'm ready to go this season, and and. You know, getting back into finals, getting back into form, just taking it one week at a time. And Jaden Butts is a very good opponent coming off being a commish, which I'll have week one. Um, so hopefully I'll start off the season with a win. Yeah, and just touching on last season, you went into the year, I think it might have been your second year in the HR role. Did you find not having a HR yourself to go to may have brought your downfall last season and made you lose the love of the sport that you didn't have anyone that you could talk to within the league confidentially to deal with the problems and the pressure from the Dugowies and all those other bullies? Oh, look, a lot of bullies at times, but uh, I think I'm like Jaden and, and Chad also experienced it. I think Mac and might have experienced it as well. It's, uh, it's a role that, you know, it's uh, long nights, you know, away with the family, away from the kids. You miss out on family events and you have to deal with HR processing 
um, formats and whatnot. So I, I don't envy the person who takes it up. It sounds like a Lockie McDonald or someone might be stepping into a similar role. Um, but yeah, I'm like Chad. I'm going to stay well away from it for now on and just focus on my fantasy because coming Sacco last year is just not good enough from a Yowie's Toey. Yeah, so you, obviously you haven't come a full circle, but when you first came to the league, Yowie, you were the OG menace. You caused mayhem in the league for the first two seasons and even the third as well through different trades and whatnot. But in the last two years, specifically and more so last year, you've really gone into a bit of a recluse. Is there... Um, is there a reason for that? And do you think you can have a little bit better of a balance now? Um, I think the think the reason behind it was I just wanted to make a mark um, and, and I was doing so as well. I was a bit like a Conor McGregor um, influence, you know, bit lippy, back, backing it up. No one could say a lot because, you know, I, I made a grand final, did lose that one, but bounced back and won a championship. And I think now I'm just reevaluating where I was for the last two seasons and I you know, after seeing a Sacco Bowl win or defeat, if you want to call it, um, yeah, no, it, it really gets that hunger back because uh, a lot of people haven't reached the top of the mountain. And um, credit to Gabe, where credit is due. Well, once you taste victory, you almost settle. Um, he obviously didn't, and he went on to win a second one. So blokes like myself, Dimas and Chad, you know, we, we've, we've tasted glory. That's most people haven't. So... Uh, it's a it's a hard position for you to judge when you haven't really been there yourself. Yeah, definitely. And you touched on the Conor McGregor. Um, you used that as an example before, but do you believe that, say for McGregor's example, in January he got humbled by Curia when he was knocked out and, and you know, he'd come back more lippy and more vibrant. Do you feel like you being humbled last year by the Sacco Bowl could see you come out and return to your old ways to try and to cling on to that relevancy? Or do you think you'll have a bit more of a balance with how you play the league politics and, and whatnot? Yeah, a bit more of a balance. A uh, few different reasons. Isaac Bill, congrats with his commission just quietly. Um, great, great to see a first upper. I don't really want to put too much pressure on him. Secondly, I think Chad Chad humbled me a bit, making me the Sacco Bowl winner or loser, whichever way you want to see it. Um, so I think I'm just going to come out, play my game and, uh, and you know, where, where the chips fall, where the chips fall. I do think, though, you know, I also put all the eggs in one basket. I, I smelled vulnerability in yourself um, with our trade. Yeah. And I think since that trade, a lot of people have been reluctant to trade with me because, you know, I did uh, probably, yeah, it's safe to say I did pull your pants down on that one. Yeah. Um, so hopefully now that I'm Sacco, people just see me as, you know, just a, just a cruiser in the league. Um, a lot like Lachlan McDonald has been for the past few years. And um, hopefully I can make, make some trades on draft night um, after the draft and, and get back to where I belong in the finals and, and deep threat. Yeah, and, and you mentioned that you want to model yourself on Lachlan McDonald, but as everyone would know, Lachlan McDonald's been a pillar of mediocrity over the last five seasons. In, would you sort of more want to be like Lockie's persona but have that killer instinct of Gabe and balance it out maybe a little bit? Yeah, well, yeah, well, exactly. So a Lockie McDonald, as in no one really sees him as a serious threat, um, especially with trades. People are happy to trade with him. Um, I think everyone was a bit reluctant to trade with me since that since that year with yourself. Um, but I did get a championship out of it, so it was worth it. Um, it but yeah, it definitely, exactly, whatever it takes. It did, you know, 
Um, it's probably the downfall over the last few seasons as well, though. No one really wanted to trade massively with me unless they were pulling my pants down. Um, so I think, yeah, hopefully this year I'm seen as a non-threat. Um, and then come, you know, deeper into the season, I'm, I'm sitting top two, top three, so I can really have a shot at, at getting that champ champ. Yeah, and could, could you sort of compare that success, like you pulled my pants down with that trade, which saw you went on to win the league. Could you compare that to maybe hitting, you know, a $10,000 multi and you just keep trying to do the same thing over and over again and it's not working and you eventually lose it all with how you were in the last two seasons? You kept trying to go back to the well too many times and weren't making trades that could have benefited your team because you were trying to, you know, catch that big fish again. That just, trying to hit the glory. Yeah. I was trying to hit the glory up, you know, and, and like a championship, it's hard to get to the second championship because once you hit the pinnacle, you just, you almost just get, you, you just get uh, a bit, yeah, you just relax a bit. You take the foot off the pedal because you, you've gone to the glory. Um, and obviously being invited into the club and having a few drinks at the bar where only the winners can. Um, but I think a Gabe winning champ, champ success. I think obviously all the champs want to get into that room now. He's unlocked the door for that one. Um, and he's waiting on someone else to get there. But also, you know, I'm just wanting to, uh, I'm just wanting to get back and just be more consistent with my trading, um, and just hopefully we can just yeah build up and um, build up a good little resume for this season, um, and not go for the one hit wonder like I was because those multis they add up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, start losing. And, and as you mentioned, last year was a bit of a, a different year for you. Do you feel like that was the year that you really needed to be in that self-reflection and you know, have to take that one step back to take two steps forward? Is that how you see it? Yeah, correct. I, I was, I was, yeah, I was bottoming out um, second half of the season. You could see that. Everyone could see that. I thought, you know what, I'll take my medicine now. I'll get the salary cap hit right now. A bit like Collingwood this year. Yeah. Um, just take it all in, in one basket. Let other teams, you know, do it over over a, a period of years like, you know, Jaden Barden's Lockie McDonald's type of world. Um, Jake Comiciani at times as well. You know, they're not big threats. They're not big players. Um, so to, do it. Live with them. Live with, you know, the normal, the normal people for a year and uh, get back into, you know, your chats, your, uh, your, who else, who else has done it? The, Anthony Dimas's. I don't want to put George in that sentence. That's probably what I was being reluctant about. George is, George is no longer with this with this team, um, and also with Gabe. So, yeah, I think I think I'm I think I'm due to be back into finals because you know every second year I have been into a grand final. Um, so I'm definitely due this year to be back there. Yeah, well, if you want, you can take the twenty three dollars on Fran's bet for Yoey to make the, the final this season, I'll take Max bet $50. But touching on last season, Yoey, you mentioned that you used it as a, a way to springboard yourself for the future by going back. Was there ever any moment during that season that you truly lost your passion for fantasy as we all felt was the case from the outside? Um, I think after putting so many hours into the spreadsheet, I did burn out a little bit. Um, but no, there was no passion lost. I was up every single red zone. Um, I was, you know, I was in the podcasts. Um, I was listening to all the all the draft podcasts as well, and and what fancy plays to pick up and whatnot. I think it just came down to no one wanted to trade seriously with me because they were so worried about me pulling down their pants. Because um, obviously, I did it so publicly on a on a uh, on a national stage with yourself. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, this year after seeing, seeing my results last year, people are, people are happy to, you know, get me back in the room to trade with them because uh, I'm, I'm coming this year. I I'm really want to prove that, you know, the passion is still there and the drive is still there. Yeah. And you mentioned that you, you were turning up every time and you put in the work. How mentally taxing was that to have to front up week in, week out when your team was terrible? There was no way you could move forward. What things did you do to get yourself through that period and to stay strong mentally? Uh, look, it's easy when you know next year you're going to bounce back. You, you know, you, my resume suggests that I'm going to be back in finals and if not, I'm going to be in the grand final. So um, I feel sorry for, you know, blokes I've previously mentioned who continuously miss out on finals and they you know continuously believe that they're going to be up there this time next year or or whatnot um so you know a bit of faith but also just knowing that my track record is pretty good i'm hitting grand finals every two three years and, and i'm winning what winning half half of those as well so um i do feel sorry for blokes who don't go deep in the finals like yourself who you know <laughs> You pride yourself on finals, but you don't pride yourself on winning too many. Um, so, so I'm happy, you know, knowing that I'll be back up there soon. Yeah, I like that. That's um, it's very true. You know, every season, year in year out, I'm like I'm a contender, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm still a Lockie McDonald. I'm I'm still a Sacco winner. If, if you're not first, you're last, pretty much. Yeah, you know, as as they would say. But some people have questioned you as the legitimate fantasy manager. Some would say that that second season where you made the final was, you know, potentially a fluke. And, and the third season, no one sort of takes that as you being a good manager. You just got lucky and preyed on a vulnerable kid that uh, was in a bad place at the time, didn't know what he was doing. What do you have to say to those critics, if, like myself and, and Gabe, when questioned about your ability as a fantasy manager and your knowledge of fantasy and NFL? Yeah, so first, the first one, you know, second year, I was also a young kid, um, you know, new to the ropes and whatnot, and I still beat out pretty much everyone besides Chad. Chad was formidable that year, and he was always going to win it. Everyone was like that in the second season, so that's the argument. Yoey capitalised on a weaker second season, like when Gabe won his title, no one knew anything. In the third year, you got lucky through trades. Um, What do you have to say? I also want to bring up that third year you know you were you were pretty vulnerable and no one else could sniff that out um why was I the only one that took advantage was I was I the only manager that was you know um asking the questions you know yeah. going deeper into deeper into chats with you having those long nights and and you know it for well I don't want to give you PTSD but they were long nights you know some nights 2am 3am just chatting you up seeing what you're doing just hey bro are you up you know, I was just really getting into your DMs and eventually I hit it. And uh, and obviously we know what happened from there. So I just want to say to the other league members, where were they? Where were they to do that? Yeah, obviously uh, they didn't do their homework. And I guess that's the, the thought process that a thought process that a child predator would have. They they prey, prey on the vulnerable. It's, it's it's a similar analogy that you just gave us. But usually what happens is the restrictions are placed on them and they, they're put in prison so they can't do it a second time. And the, the kid grows up so they can't manipulate the kid again because they're now an adult. And I feel like everyone in this league is an adult. They're no longer minors that you can prey on and use those predatory skills on. And now you've got to rely on your knowledge of fantasy. Do you think you have that knowledge? to be able to compete with the adults now, not the vulnerable children. 
Yeah, well, I, yeah, I'm not too sure where that analogy is actually going, but sure. Um, the knowledge, though, is set. I've, won, I've made two grand finals. There, there's no arguing yes. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, being, I'm saying that's done now. You've made those two grand finals, but people questioned that second season that no one knew that much. In the third year, you were lucky based on a trade. And people, you know, myself and Gabe and others are saying, you showed your true colours in your fourth and fifth season. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, it does. The last two seasons hasn't been good enough in the Yoey's Toys franchise. We've we've looked at the GM, we've looked at the owner, and it all it all comes down to myself. Um, I'm not asking for an assistant. Never wanted one like other other teams or other franchises have asked for. I'm backing myself in with my spreadsheet. Um, like I said, I, I I wasn't able to get trades put through because obviously the ones that uh, I wanted people were too reluctant on uh, being embarrassed for. And that, and that's fine. That that's their own issue. Um, but yeah, this year it's, it's going to be a lot of splashes. There's going to be a lot of trade talk uh, in the draft night. I want to, I want to make some pick swaps once I know what picks I'm at. Um, so yeah, you know, and also just wanting to go in with an open mind because the record will show I will be back into finals this year um, and challenging. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be at the bottom for too much longer. No, I, I can personally see a little bit of a rebirth from you. You've got that chip on your shoulder now and you, you're ready to prove the people wrong. But just touching on your knowledge as a fantasy member, how has your preseason been shaping up? Is there any standouts or little smokies that you've identified without giving any, everything to what? Um, not to. I think this year it's going to be hard until we all start mock drafting to see who, you know, who's going to be your top five or whatnot. And um, depending on just waiting for the commission to finalise all the rules with, uh, you know, two QBs. And uh, since I'm on the pod, I will just announce, I would love to see a return of kickers now that we've got a new commissioner. Greg the leg, although isn't very good anymore, I would love to have him back on my team. I think ever since we got rid of kickers, that has been my downfall as well. Um, so, you know, Greg the Leg would love to be back onto Yoey's Toes if we can get that going. Yeah, and you mentioned um, your downfalls um, since they got rid of kickers. And the argument for getting rid of kickers was that kickers take away the skill of the game and it's more of a fluke. It's like a defense that scores 30. Your kicker could score 30 or one could score negative three. How would you address that um, opinion? Yeah, I, I remember I drafted Greg the leg pretty pretty early in the draft and I got laughed at and he was one of the differences in that grand final where I got the win. So, um, you know, people can say that all they like, but it's like defense. Unless you're willing to, you know, take a take a quality defense early, then you're just gonna you're gonna come up with inconsistencies. Um, so you know, it's willing it's willing to sacrifice you know a flex player to get one of those elite defenses, same as kickers. Yeah, and touching on some of your draft decisions that you made in the past, can you go into the process and the thoughts that were running through your mind when you opted to take two tight ends in the first two rounds of the last draft? Do you think that instantly set you up for failure or had you convinced yourself that that was a good idea? Um, I think it was a pretty good idea, but obviously um, I didn't get the return on Kittle and obviously Kittle going down injured pretty much the whole year last year. Um, he is on my mock board, though, as tight end number one this season. I think he's going to have a huge season with um, Garoppolo. What's that? Sorry? At a Kelsey. 
Yeah, I think he's going to go just one step ahead of Kelsey this year. Both going to be pretty close, so you can't go wrong with either, obviously. And then you can chuck Waller in there as well. But um, I think I've got Kittle on my mock board, tight end one. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see, depending on what what the rules are with the with the draft this year. If it's two QBs, if there's kickers, which I don't think there will be. So, you know, will I go with two tight ends early again? We we don't know. There's a lot of backs this year. Um, that are going to be serious contenders um, to you know get to getting those high fantasy points. So I'm not too worried about the the backs um, as others will be, um, but you know keeping an open mind in the drafts. But two tight ends in the first round could be a thing. Yeah, I like to hear it. It'd be a pretty bold move going with it again, Yoey. But at the end of the day, you know you got to let your nuts hang, in, and that's something that I think that you've proven yourself to do in previous years. And just touching on those running backs. Uh, there's been a bit of debate over Saquon Barkley in the last few days. He's been looking pretty thick. What, what's your take on that? Do you think he's carrying too much weight heading into the season? And can he be an elite running back based on that? Yeah, there's some photos I've looked at him and gone, gee, he looks, he looks like a prime Isaac Brill um, in, a, in a mid-season. <laughs> um, but then there's some photos I see him and I just, he just has Jake Comacciani on a four-day bender. Um, in the middle of the off-season about him. So, you know, it could go either way, to be honest. Um, Saquon Barkley, as a bloke that size, you're probably not going to do two knees. Um, so he's had all of his bad luck injuries out the window. So now he's, it's like a George Kittle. He's going to have a solid season. Whether or not he's, you know, in the top five RBs this year, it's, it's remained to be seen. But um, I do like I do like their team, to be honest. So... We'll see if we uh, if we get Saquon Barkley, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be holding my breath if he if he's still there and you know the pick in you know the second round I wouldn't be shocked. I think there's plenty of other running backs that I'd rather have in my team. And can you touch on those running backs who you would prefer to have over Saquon Barkley? If, for example, you know we got to pick five and the ones that you would expect are already off the board. Uh, look, I, I'm a Saints fan, so I think. Obviously, I've got to go with my boy, AK. Um, I know that you're pretty big in Gibson, aren't you? So yeah. that's always one for yourself. So that he's going to be off the board, you know, by second pick if you've got top two pick. Most definitely. Um, yeah, and, you know, Christian McCaffrey, he's obviously coming back through injury. He wants a, he wants a uh, comeback player of the year. Um, and he's got to put up huge numbers if he wants to beat um, Dak Prescott, Prescott out this year. So... You know, there's there's a variety of different things that can play out, but you know, running backs aren't a aren't a big ticket item for me in the first few picks. Um, that's going to be depending on though what the commission does with the with the fantasy rules this year, whether or not we're going to play two QBs. I didn't take a QB to about fourth round last year, I believe, and that's just I think that was just a wrong move. Um, I know that there was a few top QBs off the board by, you know, the second round. So not taking one. I think my first one might have even been Kirk Cousins. And if you're going in him with him as a QB one, you're in trouble. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, I just had a text popped up there on my phone that distracted me. Um, might have been a Tinder match, potentially. So um, we'll see how that plays out. But touching on that, Yoey, you did mention that you regret not taking a QB early. But last year, the people that did take... Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes in that first round were burnt by that decision. Could you envision 
those elite quarterbacks going in the first round? Do you think they're a trap? Uh, Lamar Jackson is a trap, although he has improved every single year. So, you know, but I, I, I'm not taking Lamar Jackson. I'll, I'll put that out there right now. Uh, Mahomes, you know, you know what you're going to get from him. I'm, if someone was taking pick one, I'm not going to even argue with that because, you know, Mahomes is just is a lock. Um, I tried to get Russell Wilson round late round two, but someone got him before me, I believe. Um I think it might have even been Chad, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I think I waited way too late. QBs went off the board. Because because of the two tight ends early, I had to then get a back and a, and a um, wide receiver. And by the time I went to my QBs, I had Kirk Cousins and, you know, Big, Big Ben's uncle um, on the draft board for myself. So it was no good from the get-go. Yeah, definitely. I, I like your thinking, Yoli, but sort of touching on more of the, the league players in, in particular, who's your boom or bust this season? Give me a boom and a bust out of the 12 league oh. Out of uh, our franchises or players? Our, our players that are in the league. So out of the, the 12 league members, obviously excluding yourself, who's your boom and who's your bust? Boom and bust. That's a great question. I've got a... I'm going to put uh, Jaden as my boom. I think I, I wouldn't, to be honest, if I lose round one, I'm not going to be too worried because I think Jaden coming off not having any commitments in terms of commission, uh, being the commissioner, then I just think he's just going to boom out of nowhere. Um, bust. I think Dimas, to be honest. I think without George, there's, you know, it's a bit of yin and yang about him. Um and I think Dimas, after, you know, being up there for a few years, I think he's going to drop, drop right down. Um, wish him all the best. So I think he probably has made the smart move getting rid of George, but I think he just needs someone else, though, to replace him. Um, well, maybe... Touching on that, Yoey, I've been doing a little bit of investigative journalism in the last few days, and this rumour on the street that Pitts may be re-signing. That's not official yet. That will be announced... Um, With Anthony Amos? Yeah, that's genuine, a genuine uh, thing that I'm hearing at the moment from my uh, sources that he may re-sign for third season with Dimmons. I might, I might have to put George on mute on the chat just so I can get some work done because that bloke just types away absolute nonsense half the time. And half the time he's just sucking. He's not actually saying much. Do you think anyone's um, in this league? What's that, sorry? Do you think anyone likes George in this league or would care if he disappeared tomorrow? Um, it's not about liking and disliking. It's just not having relevance, not having any relevancy, to be honest. Like he's, he's like, and I just actually checked the app before we jumped on here just to see if anyone's changed their, anything in their teams. And, um, I do see Isaac Brill still has, uh, Kyle Gatt, um, in, in his team listing. So obviously Kyle's got relevancy where Anthony Dimmis doesn't have George's name with his team. Um, so, you know, whether or not that's a, that's a player signing him with a, with a bit less for the salary cap, who knows, but Anthony Dimas does not have George on his team list on the app. So that's interesting in itself because Isaac still got Kyle there. And and with Kyle, he's an interesting one. Do you think he offers anything to the league from a fantasy perspective or do you think he's there because he's good value and everyone likes him? Um, 
I think both, to be honest. I think Kyle's been out. I think he's been in Melbourne and he, he met up with yourself, obviously, to get the insights of what the league's, what the league's doing this year. Um, I think because Isaac has to do more of the commish role, I think Isaac's gone out into Melbourne and recruiting. Um, he's seeing all the top prospects in the draft this year just to see what, what's out there. Um, so, you know, he's also travelling around Australia just figuring out what else he can do to provide the, the brilliantness. Sorry, you just dropped out there for a second. Um, but touching on, on the season, who do you believe is the leading contender for the league? Do you think Gabe can go back-to-back? Back? Obviously, he won last season. You can go back-to-back back and add a third uh, belt to his resume? To do it three times, that's that that would be seriously impressive, if not like impressive to the point he needs to just start his own league um, because most blokes haven't even reached finals yet. Um, oh, but he would have to obviously be up there being favourite, um, bit of New England Patriots about him. Um, Chad's always around the mark. Anyone that's really reached the top pinnacle, um, you know, should be one of the favourites because they know what to do to get there. They know how to get there. They know how hard it is to get there. Um, but I think, I think Jaden would be a smoky. He might be sitting at what, like a ten to eleven dollars on Jackson's bets. Yeah, I would agree. So yeah, around that ten. If he's paying that, if he's if he's, if he's paying double digits, then for sure I'm I'm going to be chuck, chuck, chucking some coin onto him. Um, obviously after I verse him round one because after round one I don't verse him for the rest of the season um, pending the th- last three rounds um, so I might have to wait till, till after round one to get onto that so there's no conspiracy going on And what's your take on the rivalry round? Were you happy with the fixtures and did you believe that it should have been maybe me versus you or you um, yeah so me versus you No I did not believe that at all um, you, you've, got, you've got your own own race to run. I've got my own race to run too. So I was happy with Jaden. Jaden, um, you know, I did give him a bit of grief there, that like like many of us did. So I'm happy to be able to verse him and and uh, and see what he can do now that he doesn't have that title um, of commish next to his name. Um, so I'm very happy with that. And yeah, I'm very happy to see the comma bowl going ahead in rivalry round. I can't wait. Jake has obviously had the measure and hopefully after a big, big off season, you know, having lots of benders, hopefully he's ready to go and to beat Chad again. Yeah. And touching on Jake Com, do you think that his uh, party boy antics is uh, sort of limiting what he's actually able to achieve on the fantasy field in recent seasons? You seem to have gone off the rails a little bit. I don't know if he's still with Tory or, or what, um, are you concerned? Do you think that we should have someone in a HR role who can chat to Comer? Because his drug use has been sort of glamorised in recent years, I feel. Yeah, not, not sure what's going on, to be honest, but good on him. If he's, if he's enjoying himself and he's, ha- if he's happy, who, who are we to judge? Who are we to get in the way of, you know, his preparation for the league? Albeit, you know, he's probably not going to be at his fittest uh, in terms of, you know, running and, and going the distance, but in terms of commitment, I can't see anyone who doesn't go the furthest with him. Having four, five, six nights as a bender, um, there's not too many blokes who could keep up. I certainly couldn't. Um, so, you know, good on him for doing that. And, and hopefully he he makes some relevancy making finals this year because I, for one, is going to be rooting for Jake Comiciani. 
Yeah, most definitely. And sort of touching on rivalry round again, I'll just run through who the rival rematch-ups are, Yoey. And other than the Commonwealth and, and yourself, I want you to pick which one you're most excited about and why. So off the top, we've got Gabe versus Dimas. We've got the Commonwealth. We've got myself versus Liam. Brillant Gap versus me. Lockie McDonald versus Matt Haynes. And yourself versus uh, Jaden. Who are you most excited by and why? I think the obvious one's got to be Dimmis and Gabe. Just the rematch of last year. What could have happened, you know? Imagine if Dimmis went, got two championships, but he didn't. He fell short, obviously, and, and Gabe being the champ champ. Um, that would have been... That's obviously a pretty pretty good one. I think I think Mac and Lockie would be an interesting one just because they slide under the radar, both of them. Um, and I'll be interested to see how they both perform come come that first round. I know Macca doesn't like to make too many trades after his draft night. Um, so, you know, what you see with Macca's team after draft night is pretty much what you get by round one. So um, there's a bit of a tip for Mac. He knows exactly what Lockie McDonald's going to have um, come the first game of the season. Yeah, definitely. And touching on Mac, he, he entered the league last season after the sad departure of our much love. Mitch Kerr, who, funny enough, is still in the league chat, which I, I didn't realise. But touching on Mac, how did you assess his first season in the league? Um, I don't believe he made finals, did he? Uh, no, he didn't. No. Yeah, no, that's all right, though. First year is always tough um, for anyone coming in. Like, you've experienced that yourself. You know how, how hard it is first year. Everyone tries to steal it's the um, who trades. What's that? Sorry. Mental demand of the league. It's the pressure. It is, yeah, it is. There's a lot of pressure stepping in, especially replacing such a nice guy, um, Mitch Kerr. Um, it almost feels like we haven't really lost Mitch just because he's still reading messages but not replying. Um, but yeah, Mac, you know, I think there's going to be a bit of improvement. In fact, I think I'm going to give him one of my smoky chances to develop into a finals bound team this year and going, going. You know, further into finals, I think him and Jaden are probably the two guys I expect to step up this year. Mac being a bit more experienced and then Jaden obviously having less commitments. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he de- he what, what he gives out to Lockie Mac, who albeit hasn't been great in, uh, you know, making finals, but Mac is a tough component, um, opponent, sorry. And he, he, you know, he's consistent. It might be consistently bad, but at least he is still consistent. Um, so we'll see what Matt can deliver. Yeah, definitely. Well, we are. Uh, is there any sort of finishing things that you want to address with me tonight that you feel as though we haven't covered in the podcast so far? No, not at all. I just want to just want to throw it out there. I'm 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 going to be you know rebounding after this year and hopefully you know after last year and hopefully I push back into finals and 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 take a champ champ um, title out this year. Well, thanks for joining me tonight on the podcast, Yoey. I'm really looking forward to seeing what you achieve this season and you know, becoming one of those powerhouses in the league that you once were. I think a strong Yoey equals a strong league. Uh, good luck, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Jackson. Appreciate it. All right. That was good, Yoey.